Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Has an aunt, Aunt Sarah, very rich, very lonesome, and in bad health. She has asked the McGees to visit her over New Year's Day. Molly is going in a spirit of sympathy and affection. Mr. McGee is going in a spirit of the old girl is loaded and she can't take it with her. <laughs> so here packing for the trip, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. I wonder if I'd better take my little electric flat iron with me. For what? To crack crack walnuts? <laughs> In case I want to press out a dress or something, dearie. Do your own pressing at Aunt Sarah's? Are you kidding? Why, that house of hers is fuller of servants than Paul Whiteman's riding britches are full of Paul Whiteman. <laughs> hey, what time's the train leave? 5.45. Standard time? As standard as that train ever gets. You know something? I've seen the engineer and the conductor at the station synchronizing their sundials. Hmm. Sit on this bag for me, dearie. Please, I can't get it shut. No, okay. You snap the lock. All right. There. Are you about ready? No, well, practically. I just wonder if I ought to take this book with me. What is it? The Psychological Predetermination of Social Maladjustments from the Standpoints of Heredity and Environment. Oh. It's a study of economic factors in conjunction with the materialistic approach to submarginal population areas. <laughs> Heavenly day. Yeah, I thought I might leave it laying around on my night table, you know. <laughs> Impress Aunt Sarah. She thinks you married a dope. <laughs> Well, I'm in them two next ones, kiddo. Thanks. I'm all packed here. Well, good. I'll see that all the doors and windows are... Oh, my goodness. What's the matter? I just remembered. Didn't we have tickets to that musical, Tales of the South Atlantic at the Bijou for tonight? Oh, is this Tuesday the 27th? It's sure. Oh, it sure is. Doggone it. Can't we take a later train? No, the train we're taking is as late as the train ever gets. <laughs> We better give the theater tickets to somebody else. Who? How about Ole at the Elks Club? Oh. He probably doesn't get a chance to see many good shows. That's a good idea, Snooky. Hand me the phone. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the Elks Club at 14th and... Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh. How's every little thing, Mert? Is eh? What say, Mert? Your grandmother. Right tackle for who? Oh. Mert's grandmother's playing football? No, no. She was deep sea fishing in Mexico, but she didn't have the right tackle for sword <laughs> What's that, Mert? Well, thanks. Let me talk to him. Is this Ole? Hey, look, Ole. This is McGee. Fibber McGee. What are you doing tonight, kid? Well, I got a surprise for you. McGee, for goodness sake. We're going out of town, Ole, and I'm leaving a couple of tickets at the Elks Club for you. On our way to the station. At the Elks Club, I'm leaving them. Huh? Yeah, a couple of tickets. Yeah, that's okay, Ole. Hope you enjoy it. See you next week, Ole. Yeah, I'm glad you did that, dearie. He's such a nice little man. Oh, hey, there's the taxi cab. Grab your hat, baby. I'll bring the grips. Did you put the cat out? Oh, we don't have a cat, do we? Well, uh, come on. (laughs) 
information say about our train, dearie? She just laughed. <laughs> I asked her, did we have time to grab a sandwich? And she says we got time to go rabbit hunting and cook the rabbit. <laughs> she says she never... Attention, please. Will the parents of the 10-year-old boy in the Hopalong Cassidy suit who was checked through from Buffalo, New York, please call for him at what is left of the traveler's aid office? <laughs> You know, I just love railroad stations. Yeah. People going, people coming, people weeping on people's shoulders for fear they might miss their train and have to stay a while longer. <laughs> yeah, very dramatic place. Funny thing happened down here last week. Salesman for an optical company lost a briefcase full of glass eyes on the roadbed. Heavenly day. Mm -hmm. Did somebody find it? Yeah, a doctor for the railroad. Says that was the first time in 30 years he'd ever removed eyes from cinders. <laughs> And the week before Your attention, please. Will passengers who have been informed that all space to the West Coast has been sold out and then find the train half empty, please refrain from insulting the conductors. They have their own troubles. You know, I'd like to... Oh, look, McGee, there's the old-timer. And Bessie. Yoo-hoo, Mr. Old-timer. Oh, hi, old-timer. Hi, Bessie. Oh, hello, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Hello, you all. The reason I say you all is I'm from the South. That's why they know that, Bessie. You don't have to keep telling them. Bessie's <laughs> awful proud of being a Southerner, kid. Yeah? Her grandpa got gored at Bull Run. Really, <laughs> Bessie? Yes, he did. Oh, he was a fine soldier. General Pickett used to walk around his tent all night long, and Grandpa... I'll was... tell it, Bessie, I'll tell it. Well, let Bessie tell it. It's her story, ain't it? Yeah, but Bessie strings him out too long. Oh. She kills more points than a two-bit pencil sharpener. <laughs> Don't you, Bessie? If you say so, O.T., isn't he masterful, folks? <laughs> well, sir, at the Battle of Bull Run, General Pickett used to walk around Bessie's grandpa's tent all night long. Finally, her grandpa says, Hey, General, what's the idea? And the general says, I'm a picket and you're a non-union soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I should have told it, O.T. <laughs> hey, are you kids are meeting somebody down here? No, we're going away for a little trip, Mr. Oldtimer. Going to visit Molly's Aunt Sarah for New Year's. Going to stand around and sing, Should Old Acquaintance Be Forgot While She Makes Out a New Will. Now, McGee, you know I love Aunt Sarah. Well, me too. There's something about her that appeals to me. <laughs> Several things. Oil wells, stocks and bonds, folks. Oh, speaking of oil, folks, I made a little investment last year in a wildcat well down in Texas. Isn't that interesting, a wildcat well? Did they strike anything? Yep, six wildcats come climbing out of it. <laughs> we shut them and made Bessie a fur coat out of them. <laughs> hey, Bessie! <laughs> Yes, but I had to quit wearing it, O.T. My sister's dog kept chasing me up trees. Oh, oh, oh. oh, my goodness gracious, I could just... Don't string it out, Bessie. 
You had your laugh. Well, so long, kids. Me and Bessie's got to get over to gate six. The 552's about due. Oh, you going away somewhere, too? No, we don't. I'll tell it, Bessie. <laughs> yes, old king. We always come down to meet the 552, kids. Yeah. Only place we can park and kiss each other for 15 minutes without some nosy cop shining a spotlight on us. <laughs> Come on, Bessie. So long, kid. So long. So long. So long. <laughs> Bessie, sweet McGee, and the two of them. Your attention, please. Train number 12, the cinder bucket, now leaving on track 48 for Feeling Hollow, Whistleburg, Muston Point, Johnson Junction, and Aunt Sarah's Ball. Well, come on, Tootsie, that's us. Let's go. Compartment seat. Yeah. Go ahead, Molly. Step in. Oh, this is nice, man. Yeah. Very modern. Little small, but... Uh... I'll say it's a little small. Step out now so I can step in, will you? <laughs> Thanks. My gosh, whoever laid out this compartment must have designed it for a family of brooms. Whisk brooms. I think it'll be all right, McGee. As soon as the porter is through in here. Yeah, I guess so. You want the tickets now, porter? Oh, we... no, sir. The conductor will be around to get your tickets oh. later. My job is just to make you folks comfortable. Yeah, well, you can start by getting off my foot. <laughs> taking your elbow out of my eye. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'll put the bags up on the way here, sir. I'll yeah, just... don't put the shoebox up there. Don't put the shoebox up there. Don't put the shoebox up there. Huh? Leave that on the chair here. I got a pair of old sneakers in there, and I may get hungry later. My goodness. I hope you don't get that hungry. Oh. If I have to walk all the way to the diner, I'll want to change shoes first. These new ones are tight. Well, the dining car is right behind this one, sir. Oh, fine. If you don't feel like walking back there, you can get off the train at the next stop, wait till we start up, and get back on the diner. Of course, you'll have to stay there until we get to where you're going because we don't back up. <laughs> now, there's nothing else you need. <laughs> no, no, this will be fine, Carter. McGee, uh, before he goes, uh, yeah. you know... Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you got any change, Molly? This is the smallest I've got, see? Well, let's do it big this trip. Go huh? ahead. Give him the whole quarter. <laughs> okay. Okay, if you say so. Here you are, boy. All yours. Well, thank you kindly, sir. Huh? I've been wanting a quarter for a long time, but all my folks keep giving me them old dirty dollar bills. <laughs> Well, I might as well get used to throwing money away anyhow, in case Aunt Sarah wants me to take charge of her affairs for her. Oh, McGee, Aunt Sarah hasn't had an affair since that second basement from the Peoria <laughs> Distillers. <laughs> oh, you mean her business affair? Yeah, yeah. I could ruin her business. I mean, I could run her business like nobody's business. Hey, let your nose get up to the club car and see if they'll make us up a couple of hot buttered root beers, huh? That's a good idea. Uh, I want to see more of the train anyhow. Let's live it up, huh?
See, this train has everything, McGee. Boy, it's your head. Oh, look. My gosh, a barber shop. You know what? I think I'll get a shave. There's a man already in the chair, dearie. Huh? Besides, I wouldn't want a barber fooling around with me with a razor on a train this fast. Why? Suppose the train lurched or ah, something. Ah, those guys know their stuff, Molly. I'll bet he hasn't cut anybody. <laughs> I can shave myself in Aunt Sarah's. <laughs> well, here we are, Molly. Grab a couple of chairs by the door here. That's it. Oh, isn't this a beautiful car, McGee? Yeah. Say, is it all right for us to be in here? Hmm? Do we have to be members to sit in the club car? Oh, I don't know, Molly, but bluff it out. Live it up. This is really a snazzy picture. Attention, please. The train which is about to pass us on the left is the Westbound Limited for California. The Pony Express. train. I wonder how they ever happened to name it the Pony Express. <laughs> I don't know. They probably just got saddled with it some way. <laughs> hey, I wonder if I should have left the tickets in our compartment because the conductor... Hello there, Molly. Hi, pal. Hey, I've been looking for you ever since I heard you were aboard. For heaven's sakes, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, sit down, Junior. Hey, how'd you know we were on here? I ran into a porter back there. Oh. Told me about a fellow giving him his first two-bit tip since 1930. Put two and two together. Where are you going? We're on our way to spend the holidays with Aunt Sarah, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, Molly's rich, Aunt uh, Junior. Or, uh, Molly's uh, rich Aunt Junior. <laughs> she may want us to help her write a new will. You going someplace, or you just going someplace? You like to ride trains? Uh, I like to... I like to ride this club car, pal. Oh. I get such a bang out of watching the stewards. Yeah. The fun they have. <laughs> the stewards? Yeah, I hear them laughing, pal. They're fracturing themselves. Are they telling jokes? Or no, what? no, no. One of them just spilled a drink. Watch them laugh. They're tickled silly because they've got that floor covered with Johnson's water repellent glow coal. <laughs> Wiping up spilled things is a picnic. This picnic is full of ants, Junior, because you sneaked on here. Just... Look at him, look at him. Look at him. They remember how they used to have to coat that floor every few days with wax. But since Johnson's great water repellent glow coat hit the market, their linoleum stays protected three or four times as long. That's fine, Miss Wilcox, but we're on a holiday. Every yeah. day's a holiday when you use Johnson's glow coat. That's because glow coat is now water repellent. I know, but we're going... Because when those boys wipe up spill things, they do not wipe up the wax. Johnson's self-polishing water repellent glow coat stays on, stays bright, much longer. Oh, my 
that's the way they're spilling water. It better be water. Hey, wait a minute. Those guys are having all the fun. Hey, let me wipe up one, fellas. I'm the Johnson man. What? Give me a turn. I want to wipe up something. But uh, the wax does not come off. This is supposed to be a club car, ain't it? Hey, Stuart, get me a club. I want to beat the big junior out of junior. I'll make you hush. That Mr. Wilcox earned a living for all of us. The cinder bucket is now passing some of the finest scenery on this line. On your right is Mount Arbabright, known from coast to coast as the world's smallest mountain peak, having an altitude of 12 feet above sea level. My gosh, I, had, I wish I had that speaker system. I could think of more interesting stuff than that. Like the diesel engines they got on here, for instance. Why didn't you talk about hey, that? Hey, McGee, just what is a diesel engine, anyhow? It's a new type of engine that was invented by a mechanic in Brooklyn. After he got him finished, he says to the railroad, Look, you guys, he says, these will be the greatest engines you will ever see. <laughs> and they flipped a coin to see whether they'd call them diesel or usual, and diesel run. <laughs> Let's get back to our compartment, kiddo. The conductor may be looking for us. Isn't this fun, McGee? It's been so long since we've been on a trip. Yeah. And it's such a nice little compartment. Everything's so modern. Hey, look at this little cubby hole down here. It says, place shoes here for shine. What about it? It's kind of silly. Anybody thinks I'm going to sit on the floor here with my feet in that little box waiting for the <laughs> point? Ladies and gentlemen, if you will glance out the train window to the south, you will notice that we are passing historic old Lake Pantstown. <laughs> Lake Pantstown? It was on the east shore of Lake Pantstown. That during the Revolutionary War, General Tanford was attacked by the British and got caught with his. <laughs> Our next point of interest will be reached at 638. Thank you. You're welcome. You getting hungry, Snooky? Let's go into the dining car and grab off a few vitamins. Huh? All right, I am rather hungry, McGee. Not too hungry, I hope. I didn't have a chance to get a check cash before I left. I only got about four bucks with me. Well, that ought to get us an olive and a pot of tea or maybe a little bit. Uh, well, there you are. Tickets, please, sir. A ticket? You betcha, bud. Got them right here. There you are. Still in the envelope. All right, thank you, sir. You folks having a pleasant trip? Oh, oh, I tell you, it couldn't be nicer, Mr. Conductor. My husband and I were just saying uh, yeah, before uh, you... Pardon me, madam, pardon me. I'm afraid there's a slight mistake on these tickets, sir. What do you mean, mistake? I paid good, solid cash for them tickets, Buster and Joe. Yes, I, I don't doubt that, sir, but these are two tickets for the Bijou Theater in Wistful Vista. <laughs> theater tickets. McGee, do you suppose that you... Yeah. I must have left only the wrong tickets at the Elks Club. He's got our railroad tickets. And... Oh, well. <laughs> Give me your fountain pen, bud, and I'll write you a check for the fare. 
I'm a little short of cash. I'm sorry, sir. We are not permitted to take personal checks. Oh, you're not, eh? Well, by George, I... Now, McGee, please. (laughs) The man is merely following instructions. Can't we wire ahead and have the tickets ready for you when we get off, Conductor? I'm sorry, madam. I'm afraid not. The next stop is at 8.20 tomorrow morning, and there'll be no way to send a telegram. I'm afraid you'll have to get off the train. Oh, yeah? I thought you said there wasn't any stop till 8.20 a.m. tomorrow. That's when we get off anyway. So, ha-ha. <laughs> well, in an emergency like this, we can make a stop. Huh? Bring your bag. No. I'll pull the signal. Oh, no. You off to the dining car. Just follow me. A ball that dirty louse. Well, I have to give only our train tickets and bikes. Hey, look who's in the dining car. Huh? Where? Who? It's Oli and his wife having dinner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hi, Oli. Say, you know what I did? Uh, hello, there, McGee. Hello, Matthews. <laughs> Tell me and my masters, we sure want to thank you for donating these tickets. You're having a wonderful trip. We always wanted to take a trip on All right, folks. You, uh, you get out here, open the door, Stuart. <laughs> Wait a minute, Conductor. Oh. We can explain Oh, everything. it's no use, McGee. Come on. Well... That was a lovely trip. Brief, but enjoyable. What's the name of this Hamlet, Shakespeare? (laughs) I don't know, but there's a sign over there. Hmm. Never heard of this place. North Loitering. That's no loitering. Oh. (laughs) Name of the station is up there, East Wistful Vista. East Wistful Vista? Why, my gosh, we're only 12 miles from home. Taxi, mister? Taxi? Yeah, bud, yeah. Now throw these bags in the back, will you? Help us. There. Get in, Molly. Now, where to, folks? Bijou Theater in Whistle Vista, bud, and make it snappy. The show starts in 20 minutes. Well, I'm glad we come back, kiddo. That was a good show. You still want to go to Aunt Sarah's tomorrow? Yes, I do, dearie. Hmm. The holiday season is a very sad time for her, you know. It was just 12 years ago at Christmas time that she lost her husband. Oh. They were shopping at the time. What happened to him? We don't know. She just lost him in Macy's basement. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all.